Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. We're actually here this week. Um, we'll get into why uh, we, we took last week off in a little bit here. Uh, but with me always is my good friend Josh Fisher. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm here. <laughs> it's it's The past two weeks have been difficult. I'm not going to lie, but things are starting to get back to normal. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But... Man, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I'm relieved to be here. And uh, yeah, feeling good, man. Feeling good. How are you sure. doing? Uh, better. I'm doing better. I uh, Well, I, again, as, as you said about your stuff, we'll get in that in a little bit. But uh, it's, been, it's been a lot. There's been a lot going on. And uh, life is... Uh, life likes to do this wonderful thing when you hit adulthood where it's um, hard, hard, hard curveballs that are hard to hit, so... Um, but yeah, before we get into, uh, why we were gone, um, I wanted to bring up a, a, an idea for you, Josh, because since we have missed a lot of Netflix, um, I know that a lot of people have been quarantined and they've had a lot of time to watch a lot of Netflix. And, and I, and I want our listeners to suggest some of the stuff that has been around or on in the past month that, we might have missed. Uh, let us catch up to you is the suggestion that I'm making. Um, so yeah, if there's something on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something to that effect that you caught that we didn't, let us know. And uh, Josh and I will discuss it and we'll try to see what uh, what we can catch up on. But Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, as of right now, we don't have anything that we're going to watch. So I suggest that not this coming episode, which would be episode 103 next week, that we would return to uh, reviews, but episode yes. 104 the following week we'll return to reviews, and we'll pick from what you guys suggest to us a couple yeah, of things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're still we're still dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with, and and once I think you know things fucking calm down, we'll be in a better place to do that. Um, well, I'm I'm just gonna let them know what's going on with me briefly because mine's a little bit shorter than yours, Josh. I feel like. Oh yeah, mine's lengthy. Um, what was going on with me is uh, I you know I've been stressed out because of worrying about my parents with the pandemic. My mom is immunocompromised, and I still have to work. Um, nobody wants to sit there and be like, okay, no rent this month because you know that's just not how capitalism works. Um, so. Uh, I've been stressed out about accidentally giving my mom the virus if I caught it. So like my room smells like isopropyl alcohol and the car smells like isopropyl alcohol. I've washed my hands so many times that I'm starting to get cracks in my hands. Um, I have lotion and moisturizer, but I'm too stupid and lazy to actually use it. So there's that problem. Uh, <laughs> but recently, um, while things were going you know, on, I, I got to say, I washed my ass so much it did crack. You okay? You doing all right? I'm much better. It's a good dad joke there. It's a great dad joke. Fuck you. 
so yeah, recently um, uh, the car started fucking up. Uh, my dad and I were out on uh, last Sunday, and it started doing this like every time it would try to go into first gear, it would do a hard jerk, like something was wrong with the transmission, which there was. Um, after uh, like we, we called the mechanic to, to take it to him, but he was like, well, I closed down my business and I won't reopen until Monday because of COVID-19. So we couldn't get it in there until two days ago from recording this, you know, earlier. If, if you're listening to this on Friday, you Monday. May the 4th. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, he did a diagnostic on it Tuesday. We found out that uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the transmission. It needed to be cleaned, but that's whatever. What was actually wrong was some of the electrical. The those uh, like something would do with the wiring that governors on how on on when the transmission switches gears was all like fucked up. So he has to order the piece, and then we have to pay. I think he said six hundred dollars, which not that big of a deal at the moment. We can take care of that. Yeah, um, considering the cost of a new transmission is going to run you. Almost more than the car's worth right now. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at least four to six grand, depending on that model car and that type of transmission. It's very expensive. It's almost like a car is mostly transmission. It feels like at this point, but anywho, long and short. I know I'm. It's really not. No, I'm just. But I get. I get what you're saying. Um. So yeah, that that was what was stressing me out. It was like it was everything already, and then on top of that, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I know that my dad and I we rented a car, like we wanted to see if we could rent a car, how much it would cost for five days, and then see if we could do enough DoorDash with it to pay off the car and make more money. And it turned like we did it. Like we made like eight hundred dollars when we only needed to make three hundred for the car. So fucking standing and almost enough to cover the fucking part. Right, so I mean, we had to pay rent, so there's that. But well, yeah, but yeah, but, I mean, like if we needed to do that again this upcoming week, we totally fucking could easily. I mean, it's a bit more exhausting because we have to put in like at least three to four more hours than we normally do. Yeah, but it is what it is, and uh, the car spoiled the shit out of us, dude. Like I, I, I told Josh this earlier, but it was a 2020 Nissan um, Acura. It, Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it Acura? No, it's not Acura. It's uh, Nissan Altima. Altima. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Nissan Altima, and it like it was awesome. It had like a deck on the front that like I could press buttons on, and I could Bluetooth my phone. It was oh, it was great. The seats. It, oh, it was awesome. Now I'm spoiled. We gotta go back to our shitty 2016 car. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a lot more relieved that it's you know, it's nothing that can't be fixed. You just have to pay a little bit of cash and we'll have our car back soon. So there's that. Now I still have the worry about the whole like uh you know, my mom getting getting so, the Rona. So I can say this on the podcast because my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. Um and I told Josh this, but my my brothers want to get my mom a, a Mother's Day gift. Um, and they got her something really fucking cool. Now, Josh is also a Raider fan, so this works out, but my mom and dad have been Raiders fans for fucking ever. And uh, my mom, being a longtime Raider fan, she has a ton of Raider memorabilia around the house. We have a Raider wind chime, a Raider 
lamp, a Raider uh, blanket. Um, there's like four or five different things on the wall of Raider. Her room has Raider stuff. Like, no joke, it's a long time thing. So, Josh or Jeff was telling me that what he got her that him and Josh went halfsies on was a is a miniature Raider helmet signed by Marcus Allen, which is a one of the more famous Raiders. Well, I mean, Marcus Allen. He's responsible his touchdown in the Super Bowl against the fucking Redskins in '83. That's what made me a Raiders fan when I was a little boy. There you go. Yeah. So Marcus I, Allen, that play that was supposed to run to the left, fucking hole closed up, and he turned around and then ran like that super long. I don't remember how many yards it was, but a very very long touchdown run to the right. As you know, he was the premier running back at the time in the game. He was one of the best running backs in the game during that time. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my mom was going to freak the fuck out over that one. So it would be good, but they were worried about coming over here and exposing her since my brother Josh works in a grocery store and his wife works as a uh, grocery store delivery driver. Um. And Jeff is concerned about, you know, bringing it over just in case, even though he doesn't leave his house. And and I was like, I get it, guys. Like, trust me. I was, you said you wanted to come over on Mother's Day, and I got really stressed out about it. And he was like, well, I didn't mean to stress you out. And I was like, it's gonna be, stress is just a part of my life at this point, sir. Man, Mother's Day, and this happens every few years, but this Mother's Day is actually my mother's birthday as well. And uh, as the time we're recording tomorrow is my daughter's birthday. She'll be 13. A lot of birthdays going on. Yeah, mine and Misty's and yours were all within five days of each other last month, just a couple of weeks ago, and now these. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, so that was all with me. That was everything going on, and and uh, having to deal with all that, I'm just I was just not in the right headspace, and then. And then Josh here, which he'll tell you in a minute, was also not in the right headspace. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I, I got never move during a pandemic. That, that, that's all I can say. Uh, that was the past few weeks, the past three weeks and a day at this point have been some of the most stressful in my life. And I'm including that with the exception of almost dying and having to have, you know, part of my leg amputated to survive the flesh eating bacteria and staph infection that week. Um, This is probably the second, one of the more stressful times of my life. In recent memory, it was pretty bad. Uh, We had been living at the former residence now for be nine years in July. So for almost nine years, we were there. Uh, We've been wanting to get out of there for several years. It's just where we live is very remote, very rural and not a lot of options or availability. And I had been on a waiting list for us to get into an apartment uh, in town for quite some time. 
And last month on the 14th, they said, come down here, fill this paperwork out right now and give us a deposit. You can have this apartment. If not, we got to pass it on to somebody else and you'll go to the bottom of the wait list. Now, you know, it's an apartment, but apartment doesn't mean small. This is a nice roomy apartment. Uh, it's it's uh, pretty much the same square footage as our uh, prior home, but with one less room. So the rooms are a little bit larger, more open, more spacious. Uh, and we have a storage building, so that's cool too. So... That was exciting. We're like, all right, we're getting a new place. Now, that was April 14th. So the first thing I came home to do, because Misty works from home. She has for over six years now. Madison is doing all of her schoolwork online right now because, you know, schools are closed because, hey, there's a pandemic out there. Uh, and then, of course, me with my hobbies and pastimes and doing this show and the other two shows that I do, you know, those were back burner compared to her job and Madison's education. Uh, I like the Internet, but they must have the Internet. Uh, yeah. You know, considering that most of our income comes from her job. Uh, but. So the first thing I did when we came home after we paid the deposit on the 14th, I got in contact with Comcast. I called them up. I was like, hey, we are moving on May the 1st. I need to put in a transfer of service order request. And we have business internet through Comcast. We're guaranteed a certain speed. We're guaranteed certain download speed, upload speed. We're guaranteed if we have any issues. Uh, within two hours, a technician will be on site to rectify a problem if it's an on site problem. Uh, you know, and we've had this service for years. The reason why is because Comcast, you know, put that data cap a few years ago of a thousand uh, gigs of data usage, right? You remember that? Yeah. And they had it to where, oh, well, you can pay $35 more a month and get unlimited data. And we were already paying a shitload for our internet and telephone and TV package through them. Uh, yes, we have a landline still because, hey, Misty works from home. Sometimes she has to use it for work. Um, but we found out that the business internet does not have a data limit. And it was cheaper to bundle the phone and internet through a business plan and just drop cable all together. It was cheaper by over a hundred bucks a month to do that. It was so we dropped folks of that. We dropped TV and went to the business and telephone uh, internet several years ago. And that's what we've had. Uh, and you know, anything we watch is through streaming. So, so uh, called set up. It was like May the 1st. We got it. We're moving in. And they're like, excellent. Got you set up for your service to be transferred on May the 1st. He said a couple of days ahead of time, someone will call you and let you know what time they'll be there on the 1st to get your service activated and installed. I was like, excellent. Thank you. Uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, we start packing things up a little bit at a time. 
so we wouldn't have to avoid that mad bum rush of packing with a short time frame. We knew, hey, 17 days, we're moving to a new location. Let's start packing a little bit each day. And that's what we did, packing up a little new room each day. Uh, you know, me where I have my display shelves and my collectibles, spent time putting things back in their original packaging that I had held on to because I knew we had wanted to move. Um, fast forward to last week on Tuesday, which would have been April the... Let me look at the calendar here. Uh, the 28th. April the 28th. I still hadn't heard anything from Comcast about getting the installation done on Friday the 1st. So I called up. I was like, yeah, I've got a transfer of service request in. It's supposed to be done this Friday. I was just calling, waiting, looking for an update. And whoever I talked to that pulled the order number up, they said, oh, well, um, it shows here they're going to be calling you by 2 p.m. tomorrow on Wednesday. I was like, oh, great, thanks. Well, Wednesday rolled around. We're, we're still packing up. Uh, that's when Greg was going through the... Uh, situation with the car. I was stressed out over the packing situation and I wasn't feeling well that day. I was really sick that day. Uh, I remember. And uh, I was just like, we can record tomorrow. And Greg's like, yeah, we're going to get the rental car tomorrow and you're packing. I was super stressed. He was super stressed. I was like, let's just not do the show this week. Make a post explaining we got a lot going on. Yeah. And go about our day. And because, you know, Thursday uh, the 30th, we had to go out and actually sign our lease, pay our first month's deposit and everything. And we did that. Uh, Comcast never called me on Wednesday, the 29th, Thursday, the 30th, that morning, I called the original representative because I had his email and his voicemail. He's like, if you need anything, just get in touch with me, leave me a voicemail, shoot me an email, what have you. So I called him that morning and then I called a few hours later because I didn't hear anything from him after about three hours the first time. I was like, look, we're moving tomorrow. Nobody's called us about transferring our service yet. Could you please give me a call back at this number? If we don't answer this number, call on the Misty cell phone. And I gave him that number. Um, we go to sign the lease, filled out all of our paperwork, paid our first month's rent, got the keys, came home, got home at 4 o'clock on the dot on Thursday the 30th and I see that nine minutes prior he had called me back on the house phone didn't call the cell phone though hmm. all right didn't leave a voicemail so I called back he's like hey what's up uh what's going on with the situation for tomorrow he's like well we've got a problem I was like what do you mean we got a problem it's like why am I just now hearing about a problem he's like well whoever lived in the residence that you were moving to owes a bill that is now in collections and to verify that you are the resident that is going to be living there. We need a copy of your lease. Okay. I just moved into an apartment complex. The property manager is only on site on Mondays through Thursdays and she leaves the office at 4 PM. One phone call 
I could have brought a copy of the lease with me instead. She's like, well, I'll get it to you next week because I'm not going to be in the office on Monday, so I'll give it to you Tuesday. We're like, okay, fine. No big deal, right? We didn't think we'd need it for anything. Well, now Comcast is requiring that we provide a copy of the lease to them to prove residency. <sighs> I'm like, man, I've had this account for years like we've been living over here for nine years and I've had this account established for seven and business internet for at least four. And I'm just now hearing about this at 4 PM on a Thursday afternoon that you need a copy of my lease. When this uh, re service transfer request was opened up on the 14th, you're telling me on the 30th. Yeah. We need a copy of your lease. I was like, I can't get that prior to the 5th because the property manager is gone until then. I was like, is there nothing that can be done? I was like, why would I transfer my service to another location if I'm not going to be the one there? Why would I do that? It's not like I would have service at two locations. It's going to be at one location. Why would I pay for some other asshole service? And he's like, I'm sorry, you know, this is what we need to do. He's like, but I know the technician that's working on it. He's a really good guy. I'll tell you what I'll do. I guarantee you this will get turned on tomorrow. I'll put, I'll have him push it through and somebody will call you first thing and we'll get it lined out. I was like, okay. You know, at this point it's almost, you know, it's like 15 after four. They close their business at five. They don't do shit after 5 p.m. So I figured, okay, nothing's getting done today. We're moving tomorrow. Let's go ahead and finish focus on pass, packing up and, you know, getting out of here tomorrow. Well, I'm waiting to hear back from two friends that were supposed to come and help us. Mm, they haven't messaged at all. Okay. Well, hopefully, you know, they'll message later. Everything goes by next morning. Uh, my friend says, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just getting back to you. I just woke up. It's like 1030 in the morning. I'm sick. I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, I was just worried that you were just going to ghost me, you know, and not tell me anything. But if you're sick, you're sick. I understand, you know, and the last thing anybody needs to do is get out during a pandemic if they're ill. Yeah. You know, it sucks because... <laughs> And I'm not angry at, at, at her for any reason. She can't help that she got sick. But where we live, there are no local moving companies. There are regional moving companies that will come to you and move for you. And guess what? Those, those services cost almost two grand. And I wear my prosthetic has not been replaced since I've had it. It is very ill-fitting. And I cannot carry things because I have no stability. I can literally slide my whole hand in between my leg and the prosthetic up to, you know, past the knuckles of all my fingers and thumb, midway up my hand. That's how much space is in between my prosthetic and my leg. So it doesn't, it's not secure. So it's very shaky and I have to be extremely careful with my balance or I could fall and severely hurt myself. The only thing really holding it in place is the uh, sleeve that grips onto my thigh. Uh, so I couldn't carry anything because the old house had five steps on the front porch. 
to go up and down. I can't carry boxes of things up and down steps. I physically can't, or I could really fuck myself up. You know, so here my wife is and my daughter, they're bo- we're boxing everything up, you know, and I'm helping them box things up and pack. They're the ones having to carry everything in and out, which sucks because I'm essentially useless when it comes to the actual move. We were going to rent a U-Haul and just do everything in one load. Just do one load, be done with it. But the U-Haul, if we'd gone through one place, it was going to be one cost. And another place told us it was going to be a lot more. And I was like, well, let's go with the one place and we'll get it Friday morning, be done, take it back Saturday. Well, Comcast wasn't going to install that Saturday. We needed the internet. Misty needed to work because her work week starts on Sunday. She was supposed to work Sunday. All right. Let's hold off on getting to U-Haul. And it's a good thing we did because we wouldn't have been able to move in the one day because Comcast never turned our service on Friday. And after playing phone tag multiple times and being told, oh, well, this issue's been escalated, sir. Somebody's going to call you back. Okay, thank you. And after finding out at like 4.50 p.m. on Friday, no, they're not going to push it through without a copy of your lease. You have to have that lease copy or they're just going to leave this hanging. We called the property manager earlier in the day saying, hey, is there any way we can meet with you and get a copy of our lease? Because Comcast has given us grief over this. We have to prove that it's us moving into the apartment and she's, and we left a voicemail for her. Because, you know, we don't expect her to answer her work number on her day off. Later that night, she did call us back at 7.30. She's like, I have to come to the office anyway, and she lives two towns over. It takes her half an hour to get here. She's like, I actually do have to come to the office anyway, so yes, I will call you, and you can come down and get a copy of the lease. So that was great. So we got a copy of the lease at 11 o'clock on Friday night. Um which is all well and good. And, you know, we have a printer slash scanner. Uh, we scanned in the lease, the front page that shows our names, the address, you know, the property manager's name, and then a second page that shows all three of our signatures and the date of May the 1st, 2020. And I scanned it in, I sent it to my service rep, and I sent it to the supervisor that I'd spoken to on Friday afternoon as well. And I'm like, well, they're probably not going to be in the office at 1130 on a Friday night. Hmm? So I'll just call first thing in the morning. So about 830 the next morning, Saturday the 2nd, still in the old residence, not into our new apartment yet. And uh, I call and I speak to a kid. I was like, hey, you know, um, this, this transfer was supposed to have gone through yesterday. They said they were going to try to push it through. They said we needed a copy of the lease. I just need to know if it got there, and I can't get a hold of my service rep. He's not answering his phone. He's not emailed me back. And the guy's like, well, I'm here. Just email it to me, and I can make sure it gets attached to your order, and I'll get you over to scheduling. I'm like, wonderful. That's outstanding news. I was like, what's your email address to send it to? And he's like, yeah, here it is. Gives me his first name, his last name, and the email address. And I send it to him. And he says, but two minutes later, he says, like, there it is. All right. I'm downloading these attachments now. Then we'll wait about 30 more seconds. He's like, okay, I just uploaded the attachments to the 
to the uh, transfer order. I was like, awesome. He's like, if you hold, I'll get you over to scheduling. I was like, outstanding. This is going smooth as silk on glass, right? <laughs> About two minutes later, he comes back. He's like, well, I've got some bad news. I didn't realize it, but the scheduling department is closed until Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, well, shit. All right, well, at least the order's on there, and I'll just, you know, call on Monday morning. Well, I had the scheduling department's direct line because that's how the supervisor I was dealing with gave it to me. And I called, and sure enough, it was the business scheduling, and sure enough, they were closed on weekends. They're only in from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. So it's like, well, that sucks. So we spent the rest of Saturday loading up. Uh, since we didn't get the U-Haul, my stepdad has a utility trailer it's an enclosed trailer sort of like a smaller pull behind u-haul trailer that you would hook to a tow hitch you've seen those yeah he's got one of those it's a 14 foot trailer and he hauls his motorcycles in it because he has a couple of motorcycles um fully enclosed and everything he's like i don't mind a bit to haul the stuff now he can't carry anything because he had back surgery a couple of years ago his back shot so anything he's not supposed to lift lift much over you know 15 20 pounds or it could really fuck up his back and paralyze him he's like i can't carry anything but i can haul your stuff in the utility trailer and that way you wouldn't have to pay for a u-haul i'm like if you don't mind yes please that would be wonderful and then Misty's mom and her husband said, we've got a pickup truck. We can haul things in the back of it, too. We don't care to help you move some things in and out. Great. Now we've got two extra people that can help us, and we've got a utility trailer and that. Um, now, here's the thing about Misty, and I love Misty to death, but she is slow as fuck when it comes to packing shit. <laughs> like... She wants to take whatever box and put every whatever it is. She wants to wipe it down and put it in just as neatly as fucking fuck in the box and then fucking Tetris something else in there as neatly as fucking possible. Go back and arrange this and sort that, wipe this, gently place this and that. Me, I'm just like, all right, here's a shelf. Rake it in. <laughs> you know, just arm swipe that shit right in. Uh you know, certain things, of course, I packed up, but that's what I was doing for two weeks prior each day, working on certain things. The stuff that's left, this stuff, just throw it in. We'll sort it out when we fucking get there. Needless to say, Saturday, we only got one pickup truck load and one utility trailer load taken down to the new apartment. Um, but after that, you know, it's Misty and Madison carrying all of our heavy stuff in and out, and her mom helped a little bit, but you know, her mom's husband, he also has major health issues and because he's got heart issues, he can only lift so much weight too. So here it is, three guys totally fucking useless when it comes to fucking moving because of various health issues. And three women that weigh like 140, 150 pounds each, fucking five foot two each, carrying all the shit out of this house. You know how useless I felt? Utterly fucking useless. Fucking useless. Kills me. You know, and no moving company uh, that would help that was remotely affordable. No moving company in the area. So we had to do it. We had to break it up. I was like, that's okay. You know, our stuff's locked. 
It's secured. It's in the new place. We'll just stay here. You can work tomorrow. Well, we still had so much stuff left to do on Sunday that we literally spent the entire day packing up the remnants and loading what was left into the utility trailer. But by the time we were done, it was so late in the evening. I told, uh, I told my stepdad, I was like, we're just going to wait and take the last load Monday morning. And he's like, okay, that's fine. We still had internet at the house and everything. And Misty and Madison came down here since most everything, like the furniture, you know, Madison's bedroom stuff, and all the bedding and everything was already down here as of Saturday. So Misty and Madison stayed down here Saturday night or Sunday night. And I sit at the old place on Sunday night because it had the phone still connected. The internet still connected. The electricity was going to be shut off, uh, either Monday or Tuesday, I wasn't sure which, but I wanted to stay and get everything worked out with Comcast. And at least they could be, you know, putting a few things away here late Sunday night if they felt like. Could get showers and everything and then come right. back and get me the next morning. That was the plan. Monday morning, I called at 8 o'clock. I was like, yeah, I'm calling to see if uh, this order was attached or this uh, lease was attached to my order. Oh, we're not seeing one. Oh, my God. Spend 30 minutes on the phone. They're like, no, we don't see a lease anywhere. It's like, I've sent it in. Can I send it to you? Well, I can't receive emails from outside the building, so no. Well, I sent it to somebody Saturday. Oh, it turns out that guy that I sent it to on Saturday, I looked through my email I got a mailer Damon failure to delivery. He lied and gave me an incorrect email address. Oh my I was God. like, what about this guy here? He gave me this email address and I emailed it to him. And they're like, that's not one of our email addresses. I was like, so he lied to me and gave me a fake email address and just told me that he did this to get me off the fucking phone. I was like, oh, that's great. I'm not happy. So I was like, I'll call back. And I immediately called back because this person was obviously not going to do anything because they said, I can't get an email, but I have to email in the lease. So I'm trying to find out who the fuck I can send it to. Right. Yeah. And I've already sent it Friday night to my service representative that I had initially set this up through. And on um, Saturday morning, uh, made the attempt. Nobody's contacting me back. So um, I call back to somebody else trying to get anything done. It's like, look, we were supposed to move Friday. It's supposed to be done Friday. What's going on? Oh, well, oh, your service reps here. I'm talking to them now on a, in, our, in our inner office chat. Uh-huh. He said he's going to call you in just a matter of minutes. Okay. I hang up. That was at 9, 10 a.m., at 9, 10 a.m., I got an email from the supervisor that I spoke to on Friday. It says, I've got your uh, lease. I just came in a few minutes ago. I see your lease. I have attached it to the transfer order and sent it over to the prop appropriate department. Okay, great. Thank you. Now, this is at 9, 10 in the morning. 11 o'clock. Or no, uh, at 1025, because, you know, I was told my service rep's supposed to call me in a matter of minutes. I call because nobody's called me. 
again, here's another callback I've not received. Try to call him. Can't get through to him. Email him. He hasn't responded to me. So I email him again. I was like, look, I've emailed you a couple of times now. You've not responded to me. We're trying to be out of here by 1 p.m. Eastern today. I need to know something. We need a date of when somebody can come out and hook our stuff up. Please. I was like, my wife missed work yesterday. She's missing work today. That's two days of lost wages. I'm just going to say, I'm not saying how much she makes an hour or what our bill is a month, but two days of lost wages exceeds our monthly bill. You know, I'm not happy about that. Um, he finally responds to me. They're working on it. Somebody will call you from that department. Jesus. There's nothing else I need to do. If I can help you with something else, shoot me an email. I'll respond. I'm here all day. Really? Because you've not responded to any of my emails at all until now. The other supervisor, I hadn't heard anything from him. So about 1 o'clock, I've still not heard anything from him. We decided to make some lunch, and I told Misty, you know, at this point, everything's loaded up, ready to go. But my stepdad was busy helping his employee at their auto body repair shop that he owns. He was helping him work on a truck. I was like, well, he can just come down here and haul for us, um, you know, hook the trailer up and haul it down for us when he's done up there. No rush. I'm still dealing with Comcast. Two o'clock rolls around. I was like, all right, I'm calling back. And I speak to another agent and they said, yeah. They've gotten your lease, and I see they're still trying to process the order, but it's not processed yet. Not processed yet. She's like, I'm going to escalate this. I was like, what do you mean you're going to escalate this? It's already escalated. She's like, no, I'm looking through all these notes. Nobody's escalated this case at all. I was like, well, I was told on Friday that it was going to be escalated and expedited, and I was told at 9 a.m. this morning it was going to be escalated and expedited. And you're saying nobody's actually done what they said they're going to do? How shocking. <laughs> and she's like, I promise you, I'm going to escalate this now. You're going to get a call back within the next two hours. Okay, thank you. And I hang up the phone. I know my mom called back. And I remember because I looked at the caller ID and it said 2.01 p.m. I was like, all right. That's when my mom called. So 4.01 p.m. If nobody's called me back, I'm calling Comcast back. Lo and behold, 4.01 p.m. rolls around, and guess what? Nobody called. So I call back in. And this woman that I spoke to was being very unhelpful and very unwilling to help. You're just going to have to wait for your call back. No, I was promised a call back on Friday. I was promised a call back 9 o'clock this morning. I was promised a call back two hours ago that I would be called within two hours of somebody that can help resolve this issue. All you have to do is process an order. I was like, what's the holdup? I've provided what was asked of me. Why is the holdup? Well, you're just going to have to wait for that callback. I was like, no, what you need to do is to cease talking now and to get me a supervisor. I am not leaving this phone. I was like, I will hold. Go ahead and get me a supervisor, please. And she's like, well, this is what I need to do. I was like, no. No, you this need to where, get me a fucking this is, supervisor. This, this is where I got angry. This is the first time I got really angry. I said, no, you're done talking. What I need you to do 
is to get me a supervisor to speak to that can help me resolve this issue. I will wait. Place me on hold. Okay, sir. But what I no, there's no need for you to say another word to me. I'm done with you. You said what you could say. It's obvious you can't help me. Get me a supervisor. I will wait. All right, sir. But what I'm saying is, and I just started talking and I would not shut the fuck up until I heard hold music because she was trying to talk over me. And I was like, I'm done talking to you. I don't have anything. Uh, I'm not listening to anything you say further. I'm sorry, but you said yourself, you can't help me and I must wait for a callback. I've not received a callback. Nobody has done anything they said they're going to do. I will wait for a supervisor and I'm going to keep talking uninterrupted until I hear hold music just saying that shit. And I was like almost out of breath and I finally heard their hold music's annoying, by the way. Um, it's not like so, you were to the A-team theme. I was like, that's weird. It kind of, yeah, but it didn't go that It's Anyway. <laughs> so I'm holding. Ten minutes later, she's like, sir, getting a supervisor still holding. I didn't even respond to her. Just let her put me back on hold. Uh, ten minutes later, she's like, still waiting on that supervisor. I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And then she put me back on hold. You know, and I... I, I never cursed her. I did, I got firm with her. I was stern with her. I was upset, but I didn't yell at her and I didn't berate her. I just said, you already said you can't help me anymore. Get me a supervisor. I've worked in call centers. I know protocol. I know what you can and cannot say to, you know, you can't disconnect a, a customer legally, you know, by your job requirements for certain reasons. And I didn't violate those across the line in any way. So, Waited. Supervisor finally got on the call. At this point, it's 20 minutes till 5 p.m. on Monday. They're only in until 5, right? <laughs> so I tell her, I was like, look, I've done everything that's been asked of me. I'm very frustrated. And I was like, and I apologize for getting frustrated with the agent. And I know she's probably sitting next to you and probably listening to this. I was like, please apologize to her on my behalf that she just, you know, I'm having a bad day, and I took it a little hard out on her, and I shouldn't have. It wasn't her fault. But at the point where she just kept trying to talk over me, that's when I got pissed. I was like, but I realized that there's been pushback on this, and I don't understand why. I've done everything that was asked. I've sent in the lease like I was asked to do, and I've been waiting since Saturday morning to get some type of resolution on this. And she's looking through it. She's like, oh, well, there's no date on the lease. They said they couldn't see the date. So now they're requiring that you give us a utility bill to prove residency. At this point, Misty heard it because I had it on speakerphone. And she's like, there is a date on that lease. We emailed both a front page and back page of that lease showing the apartment, the, the address, and the dated signatures. And then she's looking at, she's like, oh, okay, I see both attachments where you sent it in to, you know, the supervisor that I spoke to on Friday. And she looks, she's like, they didn't put the back page on the transfer oh my request. Oh, fucking God. I was like, so they didn't put the back page on the transfer request. No, but I can see it. And I see that it has your signatures, both names on the lease and your signatures in the date of 5 one I was like, okay, then. So you can put that on there and push it through, right? No. What do you mean, no? They're going to require a utility bill now. They're not budgeting. What the this. fucking hell? I was like, I just, I was like, we've not even, 
moved into the residence that we were supposed to move into on Friday the 1st. It is now Monday the 4th. We're not there. We don't have the business internet that we're supposed to have amazing customer service that we pay a little bit extra a month for, even established that I put in a transfer request for on the 14th. Nobody told me about these issues until after 4 p.m. on the 30th. You had 16 days to tell me that I was going to have to provide a copy of the lease, and nobody made one fucking phone call or sent one fucking email. Then I provide a copy of the lease after hours that was difficult to obtain and really I shouldn't by all rights have been given because it was the property manager's day off. You know, the only reason we got it is because she had to come over to the office because she was doing a favor for another tenant here anyway. You know, because he's an elderly gentleman and can't get out. She went to purchase a bicycle for his grandson from him and brought to him to store in her office. That is the only reason she was over here. Because, you know, that's the kind of shit that people in small towns do for each other. They understand when things happen. And this, you know, I was like, look, I've given you everything. And now you're asking for more. We're being punished for a service that I've given you thousands of dollars for over the fucking years. And now, of course, I did not curse the first time on any of these calls. I'm just doing it now because I don't have to fucking censor myself because, hey, I use the word fuck a lot. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was no, like, you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's for the listeners. I was like, you you understand I'm beyond frustrated and my patience is shot at this level because nobody has followed through on anything that I've been guaranteed since Thursday evening. I was like, so I'm pretty pissed. And you're not going to charge me an install fee. And if you do charge it, I will dispute the charge because I don't feel I should have to pay an install fee for a service that was not installed by the promised guaranteed by date. And then having to go without service and my wife missing work for a couple of days, costing her to miss wages. I want to be compensated for this. I've seen dogs and fucking dog shows that I've got I've gone through less hoops than you guys at this point. Dude, no, it's not done. Oh, my God. She's like, look, I'm going to give you my cell phone number because it's at this point, it was 453. She's like, I leave the office in seven minutes. I'm going to. Type up some notes on here. I'm going to send you an email. What's your email? Just to make sure. I'm going to send you my cell phone number, my email. You can contact me. She's like, I see the lease. I see the date. I'm going to pressure the build team to go ahead and build your address in the system for this transfer request so we can get your service attached to that and get you a new account number. That's what they had to do. You know what that does? That takes five fucking minutes to do, dude takes five fucking minutes to do, but they weren't doing it because now they want to see a utility bill. We just transferred our electric service from our old location to the new location. We had it turned on here on Thursday, the 30th and disconnected there yesterday on the 5th. We allowed for some overlap just in case there was some bullshit. Well, there was some bullshit. Um, however, she's like, I'm going to send you that 
and I'm going to call you about nine, by 9.30 tomorrow morning as soon as I get some answers, and I'm going to get this resolved for you tomorrow. She's like, I'm going to make that my, you know, you're, you're one of my priorities. I was like, I appreciate the sentiment, and at this part, at this point, I find it very difficult to believe because so far, nobody has followed through on anything they said, but I'm going to, I, I, you know, thank you. So we, we loaded everything up, said goodbye to the old place, and came on down here uh, Monday night. Uh, now, there is a hot spot nearby, so, you know, we could connect to it with our phones because, you know, Xfinity hotspots. Ooh, I can at least communicate with people via messenger and give them a heads up, tell them what's going on, or get in contact with somebody if I need to. But, you know, yeah. other than that, we're just, at least, you know, we've got our video game consoles and everything, so we can play our games and stuff and hang out. Tuesday, and Misty has her cell phone in case of emergencies, you know. She does have a cell phone, but it doesn't have, you know, a great data plan on it or anything like that, but it's not the best. So, Tuesday morning rolls around. I haven't heard anything yet, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a phone call just in case, just to see what the status is at 930, because I hadn't heard back from the supervisor, who also, turns out, never emailed me her information in case I needed to contact her. Um. So I call, and they say, well, I'm showing that it's still pending, and they need a utility bill. And oh I was God. like, motherfucker. So I hang up, I wait, and like 20 minutes later, the supervisor calls me back. She's like, yeah, we're going to have to have a copy of, the, of a utility bill. I was like, you understand I don't have a new utility bill. Now, one of the things that Misty did... I requested that she call the electric company to have them transfer our service. Well, she didn't call them to do it. She actually set it up to transfer online. Oh my. <laughs> online, they sent her a confirmation of the service being transferred to the new address and showing the account number and her name on it. And since her name matched the lease, that was acceptable. We were able to, she sent it to me. I sent it over to the supervisor. Supervisor sent it to the department. And I actually said in the email, I said, here is even further proof that we are who we say we are and that we live where we say we live. That's all I said on the fucking email. And she's like, I'm going to call you back in an hour. She got the email while I was on the phone. She's like, I'll call you back in an hour. An hour later, she called me back. She's like, they pushed it through. They're building the order. Somebody is going to be calling you from scheduling here in the next little while. And it's like, oh, my God, this is actually happening now. She's like, yeah, I told you I was going to do everything I could. I was like, well, thank you very much. You actually did and are the only person who I've been dealing with since Thursday of last week that has followed through on anything that they said they were going to do. So thank you. About an hour later, scheduling called me back, and they said, uh, unfortunately, there's only about three hours left, and we can't get anybody out there today, but I can get somebody out to you tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m., in between 1 and 3 p.m. And I was like, you know what? That's the second best news you could have given me. 
that they can absolutely have it turned on on Wednesday the 6th instead of today on the 5th. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Thank you. And sure enough, boom, Tech got up here at 210 today. And turns out I know the guy. He's been, you know, he's been one of our service techs before when we've had service work done at the house or installations. He actually is married to the youngest sister of one of my best friends in high school. So I know the guy. And uh, he was here about 20 minutes, hooked everything up, and was good to go uh, about 2.30 this afternoon. So, yeah, that was the Comcast ordeal. That, <laughs> hey, I've got it, I've got it in, in writing from one of them in an email now that they're going to waive my install fee, that I'll be credited that or shouldn't be billed for it. And I'm also going to combat them and say, well, because you caused my wife to miss work wages that exceed what my monthly bill costs, I should be compensated one free month of service. And yeah. I, at this point, after everything that I went through, I do not feel that that is too much to ask for. And the yeah. only thing I said to anybody that was out of line was when I called yesterday morning and this one lady got a little snotty with me. She's like, I don't know why you're calling in because you've been told you have to wait. I said, oh, Okay. Thanks. You have a great day, Karen. And that was it. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, that was the Comcast ordeal. But hey, we're moved in. We're slowly unpacking. I have a room that's going to be dedicated to my hobbies and podcasting. Um, I'm no longer, you know, because I don't stream on Twitch anymore and I'm not doing cooking streams. I'm no longer ashamed of my background of uh, a rundown, deteriorating fucking kitchen in a place that was falling apart. Uh, you know, I, so I'll be doing shows with like my live shows that I do on the Realm channel. I'll be doing those with the camera on. I'm really excited because, you know, I've got a workbench ordered and you know how I build dioramas and do miniature painting and everything. Right. Uh, I've got a workbench order that'll be here in a few days that has, you know, a couple of drawers for organization, a shelf on the bottom, a pegboard on the back to hang things on, built-in work lot, built-in power strip to plug things in. I got a Proxon hot wire table cutter the other day, or a tabletop hot wire cutter the other day. So that's really going to help in working with the foam and stuff that I use and make it a lot easier uh, so I'm really excited, you know, this is going to be the hobby room and super pumped about that. Just slowly going to start arranging it and getting my shelves arranged. And, you know, we got to get a few things for the new place, but it's starting to feel like home and things are finally starting to turn normal again. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm content. I just, uh. The past three weeks have been super fucking stressful. And as of today, with this being uh, hooked up and Misty actually being able to work and do her job now, because, you know, she doesn't have a set schedule. She can work her own hours, but she also has limited opportunity to get her tasks done in. Like, okay, if she doesn't do tasks on Sunday, she misses out on those. And... You know, she could have gotten hours for doing her tasks that she has assigned. But 
there's no guarantee that there will always be tasks available to ensure that you get your full allotment of hours in per week. So it's best to get them done before Wednesday, if at all possible, or Thursday, because Friday and Saturdays, they can sometimes be scarce on tasks. Yeah. So, I'm, hey, I'm potting. She's working. Madison's doing her school work and had video chats with her teachers today. You know, their video chat check-ins. Uh, things are getting back to normal, so it's, it awesome, it's, it's 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 a ton of relief, a lot of stress relieved, and just happy to be, you know, back getting back to normal. And hey, the new location, we're closer to everything. We're like literally the fire department's right across the street. So if I got some secret meth head neighbor that sets their house on fire. At least the fire department doesn't have far to go. Um, the police department's a block and a half away. The pharmacy and grocery store that we use two blocks away. Uh, so everything's right here. And, you know, we're 10 minutes closer to everything else that we would normally have to leave the area for. So instead of a 40 minute drive to Walmart, now it's a 30-minute drive to Walmart. Woo! Or if we want a 90-minute drive to the movie theater and visit my sister-in-law and her family, now it's 80 minutes. Yay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. That's been my past two weeks and past six days specifically. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely in a better place now where the stress is... Not nearly as bad. Yeah, and hopefully this really helps me get into a better place mentally because I'm not going to lie, and I'm, I talked to you in specifics about this off-air, but I'm not going to put out anything like that. But my mental health, you know, I do suffer from clinical depression, anxiety, PTSD, things like that. And I am on medication. Uh, my medication has not been as effective and I've seen effects of that, and I've noticed effects of that, and I'm taking steps to rectify that. And I was actually on the phone with my doctor a couple hours ago, and they're working me up a new prescription. Uh, but, yeah, you know, being in a new location that I'm happy with, that I don't have to stress out about crazy fucking drug dealing neighbors, uh, you know, uh, just it's a fresh – it feels like a fresh start if that makes sense and it's relieving. So yeah, man. Yeah. Happy to be back doing the show. I miss not being able to do the show uh, last week. I haven't done any shows for anything. Like I've taken the past, the last show I did of anything was my birthday. Um, so, uh, and the show that we did for your birthday on here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've taken the past three weeks pretty much, two weeks off from doing any podcast and just focusing on getting us into a better situation. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I, I know that I, I hadn't heard from you in a hot minute, and so I text uh, or I messaged Misty because I was like, I don't, he's not on Discord. Like, it shows he's away. So, I need to, wanna, I want to know that everything's going okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I could have responded to you. It's just where we're on the hotspot. Like, if I'm not actively using the phone, it automatically disconnects from the hotspot Wi-Fi. 
Right. I just wasn't sure what was That's going on. That's why it wouldn't show me as available. But well, she's like, have you talked to Greg, honey? I was like, well, I messaged him yesterday. Well, she's like, well, he's just wondering if everything's okay. He's like, yeah, I was talking to him earlier. We're fine. <laughs> it's like, he's not mad at that. me or I'm mad. I think he was just checking on us. <laughs> yeah, I think when I messaged her... uh. When I messaged her, I hadn't heard from you in a while. And I think when you messaged me that day, um, she must have seen the message after that. So it was just one of those situations where it just kind of the communication wasn't, you know, perfect. Yeah. But what it's, it is, what it is. Well, you know what? Things are, things are better for both of us now, thankfully. Well, things are 100% better. You guys are getting your car fixed. We're moved, you know, and we've all still got our health as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. The thing about my, the thing about the car that was so nerve wracking was we didn't know if we were going to have to try to find a way to buy a new car. That was the thing that was killing me the most. I like knowing that it can be fixed and it's just going to be a little expensive. That was. That was the thing. So yeah, yeah. The the not knowing that's the thing that really I have. It's like you give me an answer. Like if they could have said, "Look, we can't do anything until we have this and this." Get you know, this you had, this to us. You literally had three or four people, literally, in no un no other way to say it, give you the legit runaround because they did not want to deal with you. Absolutely. And they also, you know, oh, we're going to do this for you. Just wait for a callback. Do you guys only have Comcast in that area? Well, it's the only it's the only cable company that provides internet. Verizon is the phone company, and they provide uh, DSL internet. But mm. DSL internet is not as good as cable. Not right. as stable as cable, and it doesn't meet the speed needs that neither me, uh, neither of us require. Right. So it really is the only viable option for internet service here. And if it weren't, trust me, I would have fucking canceled my service after this week. But here's the thing. Uh, the business internet that I've had from them, as much runaround and bullshit that I went through... The service is still out fucking standing and works wonderfully when it's fucking connected. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like it's it's not the service I've ever had a major issue with when it comes to Comcast. It's, it's, it's not the service, the service it's the customer service that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> their well, their technical service is good. Their fucking actual product service is wonderful. Their customer service, I'd rather fucking lick a cat's asshole than deal with them. That's that's saying a lot. Um, I was going <laughs> to say that uh, um, the, those employees know that you only have Comcast as an option. Yes, they absolutely know. Well, we know this guy has no alternative, and we understand that at this point in our society, the Internet is essentially a utility is, that is as necessary as electricity and water. Yeah. And honestly, it should be classified and treated as such. Um, but yeah, well, man. On a, on a slight side note, 
want to talk about something interesting. Sure, uh, sure. You've played Last of Us, right? I have, and I adore that game. Okay, so be careful. Just be very, very careful on the internet right now. I know uh, there are leaks and spoilers about the plot of the second game. And I know Neil Druckmann put out a statement this morning uh, saying, hey, what you're seeing and hearing is not the same thing as playing the whole thing all the way through. Pay no attention to it. Here's the thing. So. I want to let everyone know listening to this. Those leaks are real. 100% real. Nobody has denied them. Nobody has said that, that it's incorrect. The actors, the developers, people who are public on social media have all said they're true. Watch out. However, here's the big thing about those leaks. The entire plot isn't really given. Yeah. Like leaks of specifics, points. bullet points. That's I'll, different. I'll tell you right now, I've seen all the leaks. Right, mm -hmm. I've seen all of them. I don't plan on playing the game myself because that is that's called anxiety, and um, <laughs> but I do plan on watching it because I watched the first game and I fucking loved it. I was like, this is a great fucking story, dude. Uh, yes, and that story, especially the opening with his daughter. Here's the thing: two <sighs> is gonna two is gonna give you the same emotions. Like I can't wait. I've seen dude. the leak. I can't wait. Now here's the thing. Here's the big thing. When it was everyone was talking about where the leak came from and why did it happen and everyone was under the assumption that it came from a disgruntled employee's um computer because there was some controversy with naughty dog not too long ago that uh um they weren't going to delay the game yeah. they, said, they said they weren't going to delay it because they felt like it was close to being finished and that they were just going to put as much work as they could into it. So people assumed crunch, right? They assumed that Naughty they Dog assumed, yeah. Um, Naughty Dog then delayed the game because of COVID-19 and said that uh, we're having um, a lot of our people who are doing touch-ups on the story and making sure it looks nice working from home. So it's going to take a little bit longer than normal. Sorry. Yeah. And at that point, so much of the game is done anyway. They're really just putting the spit and polish on it at that point. Right. So people had assumed it was from a disgruntled employee mad that they wouldn't delay the game for crunch, but they're going to delay the game for this virus. Well, according to Sony's internal investigation, it didn't come from anybody at Sony or anyone at Naughty Dog. So then the, then the thing came in, where did it come from? Well, it's pretty simple when you think about it. How secure are home PCs? Mm-hmm. Somebody hacked into an employee's home system and boosted it. Yep. So as the as the, uh, <coughs> the leaks are real, it did not come from a disgruntled employee. There have been no disgruntled employees as far as anyone has seen. Um, and uh, so be very careful. Like if you see something on IGN or Polygon or Kotaku or whatever site that says something about Last of Us, Last of Us 2... Don't ignore. read it if you don't want any spoilers. You can read the article. Don't look at the comments. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, from my experience and and from what I've seen, it's only in the comments. the The articles aren't spoiling anything. They're not talking about what happens. I mean, it's and most sites are rated, smart but... enough to put spoilers ahead. Don't read unless you want to be spoiled. Right. Um. And I, I and that's the thing. That's I think the funniest thing to me, Josh, is that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without saying any spoilers. Um, 
because I, like I said, I've seen, I've seen what the leaks are. Yeah. And so I know the gist of the story mm-hmm. and I know that it's going to make a lot of people have very strong emotions. Good. Um, you know, sometimes I, when I play a game with that, you know, I love playing for a story that elicits strong emotions. So yes, that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. Like it's going to be, Oh boy, get ready to cry. Like straight the fuck up, um, which I am ex- so fuck. I I saw it and people got angry about it. Like straight up, they got mad about it. They got mad about two things: that and the fact that one of the characters is a trans woman. Oh, of course. Yeah, that one. That those complaints can go fuck off. I don't care. The complaints about the story, on the other hand, are making me laugh because it reminds me of the same shit that we heard about uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, um, and you know a bullet point is completely different when you read it than actually seeing it in context. It doesn't translate the same way. So stop. I think a lot of people, I think for me, a lot of people have this issue with just accepting a story for what it is. They, Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to like it. That's fine. You don't have to like it. But to say that a story is ruined because it didn't go the route you wanted it to go with the route the writer wanted it to go is fucking stupid. Abso-fucking-lutely. So you didn't like it. I loved yeah, it. So Get over so it. So I'm just it letting everyone know. It make it bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two things. Avoid comments on anything that has to do with Last of Us until June, what the fuck ever. I don't remember what day. June 26th, I think. Um, June 19th. It's two. 19th? Okay, then it's... Yep. I got it on pre-order. Um, yeah, I did. I, I watched that game and my anxiety rose. I can't imagine what it'd be like playing it. Um, dude, I can't wait, man. I'm man. Gonna, I, like, I said, I like it. There, there, I need to, I need to do this with, um, the other game. It was on the PS4. Uh, oh my God. Alloy is the main character. What the fuck is it? Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Thank you. That game, dude. Alloy, that game, not Alloy. <laughs> Alloy. Alloy. Oh, okay. Aloy. Yeah, man, that game made me ugly cry. That game was beautiful and the story yeah, I mean, in it and this this girl and you see her what she goes through and the world that goes through and you find out it just as the world unravels and the mystery unravels and how she has to deal with it and how she is treated and viewed and her struggles and everything. Dude, that game is it <sighs> incredible? That is one of my highly, most highly recommended games that I've played in a long time. That I'm gonna, I'm going play. to, I'm going to start watching a let's play of it. Well, I, by let's play, I mean a uh, walkthrough that the guy doesn't talk, but he shows all the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start like the first one and watching it. If I feel like I can play it without feeling that sense of 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 uh, over. Um, Overwhelmingness. Overwhelmingness. Overwhelmed. Then, I'll, then I'll play it. Then I'll rent it. But I think I think you could. I really do think you could because even though it's very open world, and you do have to run from places, um, one place to the next. There's also fast travel. Once you discover a location, you can fast travel to another location nearby, and have a relatively short distance. And you know the maps under are really good. 
Uh, but man, that the gameplay is fun as fuck, and the story, man, the story. I want a sequel. <laughs> there might be. I mean, it did really well. So, oh yeah. But yeah, I heard, that, I heard that, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a big hit too. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven will be too. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be the bigger hit. I'm talking about before Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's going to kill everything. Yeah, for for at least a few months. What I'm going to do now, though, after I finish my playthrough finally of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm on my fourth playthrough, by the way. Jesus. Yeah. Getting your money's worth. Oh, absolutely. I've got over 170 hours in it. See, uh, I know that I'm going to play it on the easiest difficulty I can, beat it, and then never fucking touch it again. So that's why I rented it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing absolutely any and everything that you can fucking do in the game. Uh and you 100% know how, Spider-Man, by the way. You know how, yeah, that's awesome. You know how Xbox has achievements, PlayStation has trophies, and you know they're right, the right. exact same things for the same game. They're just called a different thing, right? Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm, I love going after. If it's a game that I really love, I will go after every trophy just because I just like being able to say, "Yeah, I did that. That's awesome." Some games you just, oh, hey, here's a trophy. You completed a game. So a Yay for after- being you, but some of them are really hard, right? Yeah, well, that's that's the platinum trophies and then the gold, the ultra rare trophies, mm-hmm, and got mm-hmm. well, that's and that's the difference between uh, achievements and trophies is that like f- achievements were first. Achievements came out before anybody else was doing them. Yes, Even I agree. Steam I know that. Doing them, um, and I remember when Xbox 360 had achievements, and everyone was like, "These are fucking great," and I had an argument with a friend because he was like, "I can't." Like, I'm having a hard time playing games on my Xbox. I want to play them on PC. And I was like, why is that? This again, before Steam had their achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, he was like, because I feel like in order to like completely 100% the game, I have to get all the achievements. I just have to. And I was like, you don't have to. They're absolutely like uh, uh, supplementary they're, because yeah. they're just adding to the longevity of the game if you want to keep playing it. Exactly. Like, you don't need them. It's not necessary. Like it's cool to see the bloop bloop when you're playing, but I don't. I personally stopped giving a shit about achievements and trophies a long time ago. I mean, I still think they're kind of cool and they're fun to look at and be like, which ones does he have and I don't. But at the end of the day, I do not go go hunting for those anymore because I just don't care. You know, it, it um, depends on the game. Like if I really yeah. enjoy the game and I really love the playthrough, there are games that I will do that for. There's one game, Josh, that I have 100, like I have a thousand achievements, a thousand points on, I should say. One game. Um, Which, other games, uh, there are games I, I do, but I don't count them because they were like super easy to get, like way the fuck too easy to get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one was a bit of a challenge, and, and I'm proud to say uh, Portal 2. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got a. Uh looking at my because there's a website psnprofiles.com that keeps track of like it syncs with your trophy data and all that yeah and like if you need to see certain things to get a trophy if you can't figure it out it tells you like uh over the years i've gotten 25 platinum trophies and hopefully this week i'll have a 26th uh nice. like yeah yeah but uh, I only need three more trophies in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and one of them is to complete every chapter of the game on hard difficulty. And, dude, hard difficulty is fucking brutal. That's actually I, what's really funny to me about 
achievements a lot too. I'm 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 just compiling all of them into one word achievements. I don't feel like saying achievements and trophies yeah. every time. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um is how each company does them. So Nintendo doesn't do them at all, but no. they still exist in some games. So mm-hmm. Animal Crossing has its own achievements called yep. Nook Miles. Yep. Um but I've gotten almost know, all of those too. I still have a few I need to go back and work on, but that's post Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Xbox, they like Xbox and, and Sony have it a little, or PlayStation have it a little different. They, with the trophies, there's no point value awarded to it. You no. have a, you have the the you have the rarity bronze and the rarity, right? Bronze, silver, uh, gold, and platinum, and then the rarity of each, right? And then you have like you like you said you have that lifetime thing that gives you a point value for how many your, achievements you have overall. Yeah, your uh, gamer level. Yeah, like, the level. Mine's which is, like level nineteen. Which so. is super fucking fascinating because Xbox doesn't have the rarity um, mm-hmm. necessarily. They it, they kind of do. So if you get an achievement um, before a total of 10% of everyone that's playing the game gets the achievement. You get, mm-hmm. you get a little like um, diamond next to it. And it makes a little bit more of a sound on your Xbox. Um, nice. And then you get your, your achievement or your, yeah, your gamer score and your gamer score is just, you know, basically every time you get an achievement, it adds to that. Uh, what's fascinating. What's, what was really funny to me is there was a comic a long time ago that equated achievements to a dick hat. And the dick hat is a hat <laughs> that just has a giant dick on it. And the bigger your gamer score and or trophy level or whatever, the bigger the dick. That's awesome. Yeah, but the point was is that <laughs> that the dick hat is fucking pointless. It does nothing. It just is the, it just shows how much of a dick you are. And I thought that was great. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, so I it's just it's now that I have all three systems and I'm able to look at that a little bit. Oh, by the way, God, maybe it's just I'm used to Xbox and Nintendo, but fuck the PS4's like UI is not helpful. Like, it takes some all. time to get used to. It does take time to get used to, and I've I've never owned an Xbox, but you know that's not because I hate Microsoft. I hate Xbox. I'm not a PS fanboy. No, we've been, we've been over this. We've been over. I just, I just prefer the wider selection of games that I prefer to play. Sony has more of them. That's why I've always gone with PlayStation uh, and Nintendo over Microsoft. But yeah, I'm aware that they've got a much smoother interface when it comes to that. I mean, Microsoft isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's still, wonky and still has issues and sometimes like you're like where the fuck do i go to like they just changed the um the home screen again recently mm-hmm. and i had to then be like where the fuck do i go to go to the store i just want to go to the store and uh it took me a minute to figure that out so like and and sony's is like i'm like hey okay i'm gonna go into the store like their store area their marketplace and I just want to see what brand new games came out. And I it took me a minute to fucking figure that out. I was like, why did you guys make they, this shit fucking easier? Dude, it used to be easier. And every time they update it, it's just like, fuck, why did they fucking 
take away this and do this this way. It was so much smoother. It really used to be a lot smoother than it is now. I do not deny that one bit. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to sit there and be like, I'm lying. Right, this one's better than this one because it's it's like Microsoft is really not that much better than PlayStation. But good gravy, man. I'm like, this is way too goddamn complicated. Yeah, certain things then, are more complicated than they need to be. And then certain <laughs> things, you know, just simple. I think Nintendo's is way too simple. Like, Nintendo's me, is overly simplified, I agree. Like, give me a little bit of option to, like, change what my homepage looks like at least. Mm-hmm. But that's Nintendo for you. Yeah. I, oh. I, I do love the ability to, like, install themes and stuff on the PlayStation. I'm sure the Xbox can do that too. Like right now I'm using a Final Fantasy 7 remake theme. They of- actually can't. Really? So, yeah, so their themes are very simple. They're just colors or whatever. Like there's no there's nothing like on PlayStation. Um or like um Yeah, it's just PlayStation that does it. Um hmm. but what you can do with Xbox Oh, sorry, Jesus. Um is uh you can customize your gamer picture by uploading a picture on an app. And I know you can do that on PlayStation as well. Yeah. Uh, but what I can also do on my Xbox is I can make a, an achievement picture, the background on the backdrop of the system itself. Oh, like the or, wallpaper of the UI. Yeah. When we say UI for those listeners that aren't sure what in the world we're referring to, just the user interface where you choose and do all the commands, like yes. load your game or do this or start netflix or what have you exactly oh i'm sorry uh so yeah it's just uh, it's like i i sw- i have to switch between all the systems because my little brother right now is um he's not working he has uh, back issues and he's trying to see um if he can like he's supposed to be getting uh disability here soon um we're hoping at least because he deserves it but uh, sounds he- like he's fucked his back up royally then uh no, he's had back issues forever, like since he was a teenager. Mm. Um, it's just finally caught up to him. So, but uh, he um he's been playing a lot of Xbox lately because he bought one. He was like, "Fuck it, why not?" So he's been playing a lot of multiplayer stuff. The other night, um, him, my brother Josh, and me got into GTA. It was just the three of us, the three brothers. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice. It was, I'm not going to lie. Like I enjoyed myself. We went to the casino and played some uh, blackjack and, and uh, three card poker. Um, play a little bit of roulette. Uh, what else did we fucking play? Oh, we play. <laughs> they have like a horse race thing. That's kind of lame. I'm not going to lie. Like it's not, it's just, it's digital horse racing. And it's like, okay. It's like, I feel like I'm going to fucking, I'm not supposed to be at a high end casino, but I feel like this is a, uh, a, um, Oh, what is it called? It's it's when you go to the the fair. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! Why am I drawing a blank? The midway. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Carnival, jeez. Anyway, yeah, I just felt like that. It felt like a carnival game that I was using in-game money on. I was like, eh. I'm I'm fairly good, in my opinion, at blackjack. Um. I'm not great, but I'm fairly good at blackjack. The poker one was pretty easy too, uh, but I'm really good at roulette. Um, I actually have a tactic that I'm going to share with you about roulette. Have you ever played roulette? Um, 
Not extensively. I mean, just like virtually a couple of times here and there. I'm not a big fan. But yeah. When when I was a kid, uh my my I don't remember how we got the game, but I had a um a Game Boy, like the OG Game Boy, a uh casino game. Yeah, I remember I, those bricks. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Hey, do you have four batteries that die in approximately oh six hours? Um I mean, it was better than the Game Gear, which was like, you can have color, and this thing is the size of your house, but it takes 18 batteries, and they all die in two hours. Yeah. Uh, and this thing gets hotter than the sun. Um, anyway, so on the, on the OG Game Boy, I had, uh, had a casino game, and I played the roulette all the time. And what I would do is I would just constantly put you know, some of my chips on black or on white or odd or even. I would only do the 50-50s. And uh, when um, when I went to an actual casino for the first time, I went to the roulette table. I was like, I got to do this. So I went to put it on, like, I think red or whatever, and I won. And then it just kept going back and forth. And the, the you know, what they do, what a lot of these people are trained to do is if you, they see a new time gambler or first time gambler, they really try to goat you into getting addicted. Um. So she's like giving me all these tips and shit. She's, hey, this, this and that, and this and that. And uh, I ended up winning like $130, took everyone to the, to the casino's uh, buffet. I was like, man, I'm fucking rich now. <laughs> uh, so I had then gotten like kind of a, kind of addicted, but not really addicted. Like I was just like, I want to play again real bad. Then I went to a buddy's uh, wedding in Tahoe. Uh, this was actually a really funny situation because the casino that they were getting married in, casino hotel thing that they were getting married in, was in Nevada. But the hotel we stayed in was in California. And when we crossed the street from the hotel to the casino, and I'm not joking, we just crossed a street, we crossed states. Yeah, actually, um, you know, that's more common than you would think like the well, city sure common i just thought it was the, funny <laughs> the the city that my sister-in-law uh lives in bristol um you know it it borders it's like directly on the border of tennessee and virginia uh i know kansas city is the same way with kansas and missouri um you know and there are other cities out there that do that so you know, it's like one side of the street, you're in one state, and the next, you know, other side. Hey, look. Yeah. And, you know, there are those people that make those lame jokes. I can see all the way to Nevada from here. Oh, my dad would make that joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, I was given $40, and all of the roulette tables at this particular casino are $20 tables. And I was like, all right, so I'm looking around. I'm looking at the boards. I'm like, all right, this hits black more than red. Okay, well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put twenty on on black. Mm-hmm. It lands on red. I've lost twenty dollars. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. fuck this table. So I move to a different table. I do the same thing, and it goes to the other side. Lost forty dollars in the span of five minutes. No joke. Yeah, that kicked me right the fuck out of my like. I want to do this all again. I want so much. I want. I want so much last time. Yeah. So, I I didn't play for a hot minute and i watched this video of a guy explaining how to win money on roulette and uh 
So I went and lo- I went and tried it at a casino, and I won quite a bit of money. The what you do is you you take like let's say let's say you go to a casino that is a five dollar, um, it's a five dollar buy-in. Yeah, five dollar table. You take twenty five dollars. You put you pick a number on the table, and you put one chip, one five dollar chip on that number, right? Then you put five on five on uh, red, five on black. No, 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 no. No, you put five on odd or even. You put five on red or black. You put five on um, like whatever number you pick is going to be both in a column and a row. You choose the row. And there's because oh grouping. I should say grouping, not row. Because if you look at a table on a, on, on a roulette table, there's one through 12, 13 through 24, and then 24 through 30 something, 36, I want to say. Maybe it's less than that. No, it's not about this. I think it's twenty-four to thirty-six. And um, well, that would make sense if it were grouped in numbers of twelve. Groups that's what of it twelve. Is. It is. It is. It's in groups of twelve. Um, that's why I was trying to do the math in my head. So now you I- put you put five down on either red or black, five down on even an odd number or an either number or so an even number. Here's five dollars on a specific number itself. Here's, here's what I do. So just to give you an example. So my lucky number is eight. Um, and I know that luck is a, an arbitrary bullshit thing, yada, yada, whatever. My lucky your, number favorite, your favorite number is eight. Yeah, there you go. So I put a chip on eight. I put a chip on one through 12. I put a chip on, on even. I put a chip on black because eight is on black. Um, and then I put a chip on the column that eight is on. So now I have five chips on the table, right? Now, if so it, if it if it lands on eight, you're going to win big. It's it's thirty six times five. Nice. Um, if you if you if it lands on the grouping or the row, I get three times that much. So I win fifteen dollars. Yeah. Um, and if it lands on odd or e- if it lands on even or black, um, I get double that. So the odds of you winning your money back after making that bet are pretty high. Yeah, and yeah. You, and if you want to keep playing to the point where it might land on that eight, then you need to play that way. The odds of you losing a lot of money in that fashion are very low. Um, that's how you win at roulette. <clears throat> and that's how you walk away from a table. And, and the thing money. is, if you, by, you know, playing black, playing eight, playing the grouping of one through 12, playing the column that eight is in and playing an even number. It's not just, Oh, you win because it landed on eight. That's five different bets that you win. Yep. So each of those factors would multiply that five. So, you know, 15 for landing on black uh, or, and 36 times the $5 for hitting the number itself. So those all stack. So you can walk away with a nice little chunk of change in one lucky spin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like roulette. Like I'm very, I'm very like well-versed in roulette. So that being said, that all being said, I've been to the casino. I've played, like, again, I've played all these casino games. My little brother, for some weird reason, needed to felt, needed the felt, felt like the need. He, he had to explain how to play these games. And, and Josh and I'm like, Jeff, I'm 30 fucking seven, dude. 
I've been to the casino multiple times. I've had video games that are casino games. Like, you do not have to explain to me how to play fucking blackjack, for Christ's sake. Of wow. all games, you don't need to explain to me. Damn. I've never uh, never been one for going to a casino, giving my hand a try. You know, I've done some forms of gambling. <clears throat> and, you know, my luck's been pretty decent because it's all just random. Uh, like the biggest things, you know, I've won drawings for things. Uh, yeah. I, or, well, if you remember, like the month two years ago, uh, wow, it's almost been two years as of a little over a week from now that I lost my leg. Um, but I remember in May of that month, there's a website that I follow and they're a business. They're called Planet Steel Express. They are associated with Mastermind Creations, which is a third party uh, manufacturer of Transformers. You know, they they make Transformers toys and collectibles, but they're not licensed by Hasbro or Takara. So that's why they're considered third party. They're not licensed, but they're a very good quality product. They had a drawing for this one figure. They do a monthly drawing and they give away a figure. And all you got to do is, you know, like and follow their Facebook page and comment on their fucking post when they, and you're entered into the drawing for the figure. And I remember at the end of that month, I was home. I'd been home a couple of days. I won uh tarn which is one of my favorite transformers characters of all time he's a fucking amazing character won him in that drawing is like holy shit you know and i've won a few raffle drawings for transformers figures things like that you know like okay say there's 20 spots on it and it's eight dollars a spot you know and i'll be like yeah i'll take two spots fuck it more often than not i've won the drawings that i've entered I mean, I've won far more than I've lost. So, um, and you know, we're not talking like, oh, you won like a $20 figure. No, these are like $100, $200 figures that I'm winning. Like, I remember uh, winning a $210 uh, set uh, on basically for 10 bucks. Uh, so, you know, it's cool and all. Doing, I've done shit like that. I've not done any in a while. And I'm not about to do any in a while because I just, there's very few things left that I want. And unless I see those go up, I'm not even going to try to win it because give somebody else a chance that really wants it. Because yeah. if I don't want it, what am I going to do with it? Oh, I could resell it. Oh, that's just shitty. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take a chance on winning something and just turn around and sell it to somebody at retail price. That's a dick move. Your choice to do so if that's your thing, but I just don't like doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gambling, gambling is definitely something that I've, I've taken a different approach of since that situation. Like it's, I'm playing a game. Uh, that's as simple as it gets. And yeah. Um, I don't take more to the table than I'm willing to lose, period. Exactly. And like, oh, say if I'm playing in one of those raffles, hey, I got 20 bucks to spare. I'll buy a couple of spots, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if I win some, I'm getting more than my money in, re in return. And if it's something I want, awesome. Like I know I did a, I've won a $70 figure on a $7 entry before. I won like 15 or 16 different figures in a big bulk win 
on two six or seven dollar entries before and one and the combined total of all those things was like 840 some dollars you know so yeah. i've you know and i've lost a few too but I, I don't always win but i've won a hell of a lot more than i've lost <laughs> Buddy yeah. of mine, yeah. buddy of mine, won a six hundred dollar, uh, well, a five hundred dollar uh, combiner set of Devastator. Remember the construction team that the Decepticons had? Right. He won a five hundred dollar Devastator for eighteen dollars. Damn! I was like, "You lucky son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, my, my sister and brother-in-law used to always go to these raffles here in California before they moved, and I swear to God, like, I don't know what my sister was doing, but they would always come home with something. They would always win something. These raffle dinner That's things. Awesome. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, I like I like to go to the casino. I like to go gambling occasionally, but, like, it's also a situation where I'm not – I don't want anyone to do it with if a they don't feel like it if they're not comfortable or, um, like I'm not some expert fucking gambler. I just yeah, understand yeah. that like it's very easy to just fall under the trap of spending a bunch of money that you don't have. Exactly, it's it's a risk, uh, albeit it can be a very calculated risk and ha- and can have wonderful payoffs. But I can see how somebody would get that fever. How they oh yeah, addicted I mean, to that. Yeah, I've I've i felt the pinch of that. <clears throat> like, uh, if if somebody felt like that hardcore, it'd be over. Yeah, and it has. But for a lot of people, like there's there's um, for a lot of people, that's that's a thing. Like it just. I mean, people that go in debt to these casinos and lose their homes because of it. Yeah. You know, I mean that shit happens. Yep. It's it's it's. <laughs> there's there's a phrase that I've always known that's uh. I lost the house on the ponies. Yeah. So, but, um, you want to wrap this sucker up? Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, as much as I've enjoyed this, I do have a few things to do before we do figure banging later this evening. I need to get some food in me. Yeah. Um, I haven't eaten since uh, 9 a.m. and it's been about three hours or six hours later. So I'm a little hungry. Yeah, it's five minutes till six here, and I haven't eaten since about 11 a.m. here. So, yeah, I'm starting to get hungry. Plus, I got Final Fantasy VII to play, Josh. I don't know if you know about that game. Uh, I've heard things. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm, going to tell you that what they've done with this game, and this is only a small percentage. This is like maybe 20% of the original release and how much they've expanded upon that section of the game and the story tweaks and changes that they've made to it. It's, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's a compelling, interesting story. And man, I've heard that they're going to be doing the, um, uh, all the story-based stuff that had to do with, um, oh my God, what the hell's his name? Vincent. Yeah. And uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach, the original wielder of the Buster Sword. Uh huh. They're gonna. I've heard that they're gonna be adding elements of those games into the next chapters. Oh, you mean the Dirge of Cerberus and uh, what was the other one? 
Crisis Core? Crisis Core, yes. I think so. I've not played either, so I'm not familiar. <laughs> I'm not I'm not overly familiar with Zach's story. I didn't even know who Vincent was because you can totally absolutely like pass miss him, miss him and not even use him in the first game, yeah. Which I always got him, but I never used him much because I didn't like how he played as a character. I didn't even know he existed until like I was an adult and watched a video and someone's like Blah blah blah, Vincent. And I'm like, who? I also, yeah, agree. man. I'd never finished seven too, so there's that. But I finished seven, and I'm telling you, a lot of people praise seven. And don't get me wrong, I don't dislike seven. Seven's not a bad game. It just does not fall as my favorite Final Fantasy game, and doesn't get the praise from me that a lot of people heap upon it. And the reason for that is that's something that I've mentioned before. Usually one of the things that you're fondest of when it comes to a franchise is most more often than not your initial introduction into it to what you got, what got you hooked on it. And seven wasn't my first Final Fantasy game. It was my fourth. So I don't have the attachment to seven that a lot of people have when it was their first Final Fantasy game that they ever played. What I think so to me about seven is that I don't personally feel like it is the best. I feel like people think it's the best because of especially Americans where it was technically a lot of people's first Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. Their their nostalgia is what introduced them to it. That's why it's their favorite, and therefore, the, because it's their favorite, because of that reason they associate it with being the best. It's not. Let's just face it. If you think it is, great. I'm happy for you. Well, I, I mean, if agree. you watch like uh, if you watch uh, the completionist video, like he did a five part video essay on everything about Final Fantasy VII, and it's really fucking in depth and really cool. Mm-hmm. And he breaks down a lot of what that story meant to him, even at that time. Um, it's it's like I would hi- if you like Final Fantasy VII or just Final Fantasy in general, highly recommend checking out the completionist long ass fucking video essay because he also interviews people who have an attachment to Seven as well. Some people who don't consider Seven to be the best. Um, so it's it's I highly recommend it. But yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, he also did a video like I think it's almost two hours long, but he did a um a review of Final Fantasy VII remake. As far as nice. I know, he likes it. <laughs> I haven't watched it, nice. but um, yeah, like I I know that's what you, like you were saying that like it's basically people's first, but I guess wow, like burp came out of nowhere. I guess more so what I'm getting at is that it's not just it's not just their first it's it's a little bit more than that because it's i'm trying to figure out how to say this correctly like words usually work i find well in, oh, i'm gonna fucking punch you because uh, <laughs> there are people out there josh that have played like nine right nine was their first final fantasy game mm-hmm. and they went back and played seven and then ended up liking seven more than nine mm-hmm so I'm that like I'm trying to figure out exactly how that that works out as well. But well, you know, I say 
for the most part, usually your first exposure ends up being your favorite, but not usually always. Right, right. I'm saying for a lot of people that is true. But seven's um, also fascinating, Josh, because seven's the only fucking game in the franchise that has how many goddamn games attached to it? Yeah, seven has the most games attached to it, I'm pretty sure. I mean, 13 had ended up having three games. 10 ended up having two. Um, Tactics has had, you know, the original Tactics, then the War of the Lions version, and then there was also Tactics Advance, which was tweaked, uh, which I don't know if you ever played, but I did. It was it was fun, too. I played... I never played that second one you said. I played the original, and I played Advance, but... Uh, the the War of the Lions version of Final Fantasy Tactics is updated with some of the story elements uh, that were actually not in the American version uh, okay. when it first came out. So you get a little bit more of a complete story, and it also has a little bit of, uh, like, the... There's a little bit of an animation in it, uh, like animated segments with voiceover. So, gotcha, yeah. If I'm not 100%, I could be mistaken, but I think that's what the main differences were. I've never completed the playthrough of it. <clears throat> that's one I definitely want to go back and revisit. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, Seven's not a bad game overall, but what always drove me nuts, people who would, like, when they, the only thing they'd ever played was Seven, and then they played Eight. And how different eight is from seven? Oh, eight's a horrible game. Why? Because you don't have materia. It's like you do realize that in the first seven games, you only had materia in one game, and that was seven, right? <laughs> Every game has a different gameplay mechanic and a different way that the story works. So none of them are going to play the same. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and that's what's great about the franchise to me is because it is a different type of game. Every time you, they come out with a new one, I think my favorite overall is six, which initially in America was three, uh, but it was six in Japan. That one's probably my favorite overall closely followed by 15. I think it is a great fucking villain. Cause doesn't, doesn't the villain in six technically win at one point? He technically does succeed for a period of two years uh, in the game time uh, before his eventual downfall. And everybody's like, oh, he, and you know, Sephiroth from seven gets a lot of praise because he's so badass and edgy. He just looks cool. <laughs> he looks cool, but he wasn't that big of a deal. Um, to be fair, I will say this. To be fair, he was a badass prior to... Yes. Yes, I agree. Prior to his mental break, yeah. He was yeah, prior, prior to the events of Seven, he was he was a fucking mm-hmm. badass, but... The, honestly, to me, the best and most successful villain from any of these games was uh, from 15. Arden. He did everybody's like, oh, Kefka was a great villain. You know, he succeeded. Yeah, for two years, Arden succeeded for more than 10. And Lord, I'm looking at was He was totally justified in his actions, too. He wasn't a maniacal maniac, just batshit insane for the fucking sakes of being crazy. He had legit grievances as to why he did what he did. So... 
I'm looking at all the supplement material for seven, and it's insane. Like, there's a mobile game called Before Crisis. Yep. Then there's two films, Advent Children and uh, Last Order. There is a second film I wasn't aware of, Last Order. Yeah, it's a special a DVD edition of the film included Last Order Final Fantasy VII, an original video animation that reaccounts the destruction of Nebelheim. Hmm. Uh, then there's Dirge of Cerberus, and there was like two versions of Dirge of Cerberus. Like there's Lost Episodes, but I don't know what the fuck that's about. Then Crisis Core. Um, and then it looks like that's it until <laughs> there's Final Fantasy VII G Bike as a mobile game. Okay, cool. It's a motorbike mini game. Guy. Okay, moving on. I mean, it still goes into the idea of like. Man, Universal. Okay, here, here's one for you, Josh. The Universal Studios theme park in Japan is developing a Final Fantasy VII themed virtual reality attraction. Wow. No other Final Fantasy has this. Like, well, it is probably the most popular worldwide because it was the one that got American audiences, Western audiences into the franchise. Uh, it has longevity. It's been around for over twenty years, and People do love it. And, you know, as I said, it's a good fucking story. It's a good fucking game. I just find it surprising how much love that game still gets compared to other stories in the franchise that, That's to me, have better stories. That is exactly my, my thing, is I feel like... I feel like... It, even even on the, on, the, on the taste level of, like, better story, yada, yada... How come it's only Final Fantasy? Like, like we talked about how uh, ten had one sequel, um, mm-hmm. thirteen you said had two. Mm-hmm. Yep, there was thirteen two, and then Lightning Returns, which was thirteen three, and actually fifteen started out being developed as another sequel to thirteen before it was just completely changed into its own thing. Okay. I just, it's crazy to me that it's like only seven has this much material, like stuff behind it. It's, it's almost as if seven could have been its own fucking franchise at this point. Well, you know, 15, to be fair, had a lot of, it had some additional supplemental material too. It had that Kingsglaive movie, uh, that was Italian, uh, which was very good. Um, it also had the Brotherhood anime which was five episodes uh basically about 10 to 15 minutes in length each each one focused on a different party member and then a fifth one of them like coming together how they came together uh that tied into it and there was also a mobile game uh that came out the same time as 15 did that they actually played in game called king's Knight or something like that which was originally an old uh fucking uh square soft uh video game back in the days before the last final fantasy came out or the first final fantasy came out so i mean there's been some supplemental material for that game too and it's supplemental it's not required uh yeah yeah they they totally enhanced that story and i just I, again again i just think it's fascinating that it feel it just feels like seven will always have like the the most ever. Oh yeah, I think it will. I think it will. You know, um, 
And again, that's not to say that like like Josh, like you said a thousand times, and I'm going to say it too. Like this isn't an opinion on the story or anything like that. I just I think that a lot of Final Fantasy games have fantastic stories, and it's strange absolutely. They, it's strange to me that those others haven't gotten as much attention or even kind of like nine had one game. Nine had one game and nine story out of the out of the PlayStation era games, which were seven, eight, and nine mainline story. I'm not including tactics because tactics is its own beast altogether. It really fucking is. Um, but it's amazing. But out of those three mainline titles, nine to me had the best story of all three. Um, eight to me was the most fun to play. Um, seven to me was the most epic. They all had something that stands out more. Yeah. But I thought when it came to story, I thought seven was the weakest of those three entries. But, you know, nostalgia introduction that goes a long way into something's popularity. True. Um, but, uh, 10 was fucking great. I loved 10, 10, two. I, I never even played it. I saw it and I was like, I don't like what they've done with this. That's the first time I'd ever seen a final <laughs> fantasy said, fuck this. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people hated 10 too. I remember that very much though. I mean, a lot of people also hated the ending to fucking 10 in the first place, but I thought the ending was fine. I enjoyed it personally. I mean, it made sense to me. And I know a friend of mine, his his favorite, um, out of, out of, at least out of the third, out of the 3D based ones, was uh, uh, 13. 13, I thought, had a really strong story. Convoluted as fuck, but once you could discern and actually really digest and learn that story, it had a wonderful story. Oh, by the way, something about Seven Remake that is my favorite fucking thing that I, I'm so happy they just went, ah, fuck it, we're not changing shit, is um, the uh, anime style overacting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so it's so much fun when it happens. Like Barrett just like, oh, I'm like, thank you, thank you so much. This is wonderful. This is very Japanese, and I love well, it. I think I think that's part of the original game's charm. I mean, that's that's. I'd argue that's the charm of most of these things. Like, oh, agreed. Agreed. Um, Dude, how far are you mark. into seven? Uh, right now, I, I just got done helping Tifa with like delivering filters or something. Okay, like so that. you're in chapter two. Uh, just started chapter three. Like I All paused right. it and saved it right before chapter three, as chapter three started. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, uh, Wedge of the Bigs and Wedge and Jesse Trio. Yeah. He's he's voiced by Matt Jones, guy is Badger and fucking Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, now that you play it, you'll be able to hear him and say, Oh, yeah, it's totally him. <laughs> that's fun. It was funny because I was playing it and Misty's like, Is that Badger? I was like, Yep. She's <laughs> like, Really? I was like, Yeah. Uh, the guy that voices Sephiroth is the guy that plays Superman on the CBS Supergirl series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And there were a couple more, uh, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. But, dude, yeah, I'm excited to hear your reactions about this game because there's some great shit in it. 
Yeah, like I think for, uh, for when I was a kid, one of the things that was really hard for me to get into, mainly because I had severe fucking ADD, um, is uh, was the story based stuff. Like I just wanted to play. I think that's why I like. If you were to ask me today, what's the story to tactics? Oh fuck, if I know, I didn't. You just like the battles, the battle oh, system my God, they itself. Were fun as hell, um, and that, and I love that because you know as the game implied tactics came into play i mean your job classes what skills you knew what kind of party you had to put together taking these skills and job classes into effect based on what you're having thrown at you that that it was a deep fucking game yeah it was i don't know why like it was not normally my cup of tea but it was so so much fun to play i uh so the point I'm getting at about Final Fantasy VII is that I never really got into the story of Final Fantasy VII, like ever. I've seen videos and, like I said, like uh, Gerard's or the Completionist's long fucking thing on it, and it, and that's great. No issues there, but I'm really happy that that that, that this version exists because then I can just enjoy it. And I know that they retcon some things or what the fuck ever, but it is a remake, not a fucking yeah. It's not a remaster, remake. Right. Different Rima at the beginning of it. Beginning of it. <laughs> I I'm all for this fucking new era of of expertly done fucking uh, video game remakes. I'm fine with that too because there are a lot of great games from the past that if you go back and play them now, it is very difficult to get into them because they're so dated. They yeah. just feel so dated, be it graphically or, yeah, it had a good story, but there's so much more that could be drawn out from that. Knowing what type of really, uh, knowing what type of storytelling we get in video games now, that they could go back and revisit and just make so much better. And I feel that's what they're doing and what they have accomplished with the first part of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Well, uh, you know the same. Same can absolutely be said about the new Resident Evil and, uh, you know, two and three. I've Uh, heard nothing but praise about those, but I've not played them. I was never huge into Resident Evil. I had two and a beat two. I played three. I can't remember if I beat three and I had Code Veronica X for the PS2 and I never finished it. That's it. I never played any others. I just never got super big into Resident Evil. Yeah, I feel like I was at the right perfect age for Resident Evil because uh, that's all we fucking cared about for a hot minute in our in our youth. One um, of my best friends, he's a that's like his favorite video game franchise of all time is the Resident Evil games. Uh, he fucking adores them, and he's playing through the remake of three right now, actually. And he was talking about how awesome it is. Um. Yeah, because they, they painstakingly, uh, much like with the Final Fantasy VII remake, they painstakingly take care of making sure the game is fun while also making the, the story more coherent. Yes. Um, something that I've, I've always known, everyone's known about video game making then versus now is people didn't really care that much about the story. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more time goes into a video game. I mean, if you look at what they refer to as a AAA title, which is one of these titles that gets a big launch, big advertising campaign, supposed to be a really big game, uh, costs 60 bucks, you know, 
these generally take five years to develop sometimes more uh but you're usually looking at a five-year build time for a video game and that's going to deliver you probably anywhere from depending on the game usually on average 40 to 60 hours of standard gameplay that's not including you know replay value at all uh, there's a lot of lot of effort that goes into video game creation so I'm 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 all for it man I'm excited you know things like this just help rekindle my love of a great game and a great story yeah I'm I'm, I'm excited to get back to it like I I need to clean up my room and take a shower and whatnot and then I'm going to go back to playing it but we just yeah, keep man. talking about it. <laughs> I know, I know. And how about I shut the fuck up about it and I'll let you go uh you know, get some food. I'm gonna get some food, you can do your things and then play some seven, and I'm gonna go eat and then do figure banging later. There you go. Uh, but yeah, hey guys, once again we apologize that we missed last week. Hopefully now after listening to this, you're a little forgiving and understanding of why we took a week off. But hey, to follow those up yelling at us, God. Yeah, yeah. It was only the one guy that was yelling. I mean, really, and you know, he can't help it because he was his was his name Matt? No. Okay. That's supposed to be yes and. Well, it wasn't him. (laughs) You know I refuse you know I refuse to play that game. I was trying to make fun of Matt Hurd, but you know what? That's fine. I know, I know. Hey, a big shout out to him. He's one of the people that was reaching out to me in this stressful time. I mean, I took like a major social media break. I hardly wasn't posting. Oh, I was, you know how I usually am really pretty active. I wasn't really talking to anybody. No, you you made, I think, two posts total. Well, I made a few posts, and most of those posts that I made were posts that I made because I was angry at the stupidity I've been seeing online. Uh, you know, You're people storming people. Well, I'm not in Twitter jail anymore. I've been out of Twitter jail for about 13 hours now. Um, but you know, people storming Capitol steps with assault rifles, you know, showing their white privilege, uh, saying, I want a goddamn haircut, open up. Um, my, my, know, favorite, because, my favorite thing because is because a person of color would not be able to do what they fucking did, absolutely. My favorite thing is, uh, I don't remember how long ago. It was a couple, maybe two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Anyway, the um, the Pentagon released like actual footage of legit UFOs. UFOs yeah. And uh, I was listening to this guy this morning on a, on a stream talk about how there's a documentary on Netflix that kind of talks about the government being able to hide things from the public. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, a lot of people would sit there and be like, well, if aliens like were to come to this planet, like Stephen Hawking said this, like they wouldn't just observe us like we think they are. They would it would be a full on invasion. We'd be like cattle to them because we're so less evolved than they are. Yep. And um, I agreed with that for a hot minute. But then he made a point. He was like, he was like, if you watch this documentary and you think about how that whole thing plans out, like it makes sense that the government would hold stuff from us. So then I commented and I was like, having seen how people have reacted to COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. It makes a lot of fucking sense. (laughs) 100% like, okay. I've seen 
repost this if you think you could you know spend a month here in this cabin with no internet and nothing and you get a million dollars horse shit susan you can't fuck you i know you can't you know uh the karens of the world are really fucking coming out and yeah i see it it's stupid it's fucking dumb and if i see it i'm gonna make a comment and if it applies to you, you're a fucking dumbass, and I don't give a fuck. Um, I've taken enough bullshit, and I'm not taking bullshit from anybody anymore. <laughs> right. I, I posted this one meme. It's Robin from season three of Stranger Things uh, with the whiteboard where she was like, you know, take keeping track of how many times Steve struck out hitting on girls. Uh, but it says on it, when we it's, it says at the top of the caption, it says a public service announcement announcement for those of you who get upset when we call you Karen. It says on the whiteboard though, it's like we call you Karen to be nice, and Karen's in parentheses. What we really mean is cunt. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I read that to my dad while we were out door dashing. He was like, "Yeah, pretty much." Yep. I'm just. All right. All right, let's get out of here. So, everybody, follow us at the links down below the show description. Uh, you can join our Discord server and keep in contact with us there. Uh, our online presence is, once again, stable and less stressful. So, hey, anytime you want to chat with us, just hit us up on the Discord server. Uh, you know, uh, go and get yourself a shirt. Now that all this move business is behind me, I'm going to work on getting a new design and some new stuff uploaded and probably switch from Redbubble over to Teespring, to be honest. But, yeah, that's all coming, but links are down below. As for the official Facebook account of All Queued Up, you can go down and follow that below at the link, too, for all major announcements or also when a new show is posted. As well, there is the discussions group on Facebook as well for those of you that choose to go that route instead of discord. Also the Twitter and Instagram accounts for the show are below. And as for me, if you want to follow me personally, my regular name on Facebook, it is a public profile. Uh, I'd enjoy chatting to new people, you know, with new people, send me a message, hit me up. We can talk all kinds of shit, you know, just don't be a weird creep like I've had in the past. Um, yeah, that's, that's you. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, my profiles are linked to the Facebook page. Uh, I'm active in the realm of collectors community on Facebook. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful community of friends and family, man. I mean, those people become my family. And, you know, for other shows I do, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on a show called Figabangin' with my friends there and then on friday nights at 9 p.m on mpsp theater uh, i've taken the past few shows off of each and i'm really excited to get back to doing those tonight but that was the realm of collectors youtube channel and that's all the places where you can find the show and all the places where you can find me but where are all the places they can find you greg uh you can follow me on uh, all the social medias under chub rock geek um, I don't know when we'll get back to streaming Jackbox, guys. I mean, to be honest, like, there's a the desire; it's just not there. Um, 
Yeah, I need to get unpacked and settled in and need a week or two before I can even remotely think about that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, what I would say is still follow the channel if you want on Twitch. Um, and, uh, you know, when we go live, we'll usually announce it on all our socials. So, um, yeah, other than that, I, that's, that's all I got going on right now. Awesome. So, um, like I said, guys, at the beginning of the show, um, make sure that you uh, uh, let us know what you've been watching on on uh, Netflix or, or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, as we've been kind of, you know, really behind on on watching these shows, we want to want to take the time to catch up to you. If you've been watching something that we have not reviewed, let us know. We'll definitely discuss it and see if it's something that we want to even review in the first place. Um, but, uh, yeah, that should be good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I think that's it for announcements right now. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So yeah, the, awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like racking my brain going, anything else? Um, you're good. No, I'm good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening to this event for two hours. Jesus Christ is a long episode. Uh, thanks for a much fun episode. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was cathartic, is what it was. Um, you're cathartic. Thank you. I think. Well, I mean, you called me. You called me cathartic, and I'm not cathartic. Yes. No. I'm confused. That's I was trying to make a, a bad. To end the show. I was I was trying to make a bad joke. It didn't work. That's called awkward silence, folks. Welcome to the office. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> go, go, enjoy, go enjoy your family. Uh, we know shit's rough right now. Um, so if you need someone to talk to or to just kind of vent, hit us up. I know that we'd love to just have conversations with you guys if that's if that's something you want. We're not watching anything right now, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. Love you. Take care. Uh, do some aerobics. Uh, Shut the fuck look, up. Look. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>